Hello and welcome to the Three Pints Betting Podcast with myself, James, and the Betting Desk, Tom Love from We Love Betting Gold, and Jerry Taylor from Jerry Taylor's Tips. Good evening, chaps. How are we all? Yeah, all well, good, thanks. Yeah, good here, mate. Thank you. Should we talk about uh, our long shot winner, Tom? Do you want to just uh, bath in glory for a little bit? Oh, well, <laughs> go on, man. If you're going to give me give me the airtime. Um, yeah, yeah, delighted with that. I, I mean, I said it was a fantastic price, and it's another kind of first half winner with these cards, which is interesting. It's players just can't keep tabs on his male star, and yeah, I think you're not going to go far wrong if you keep backing um, left backs against Watford to be booked if they're kind of four to one or bigger. Um, it's just a, a cash cow at decent prices at the minute. So it's well, you can wait for my long shot later. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had a quick, look, I, I did have a quick look at the stats after you posted up, and he is the most fouled player, isn't he, in in, in the Premier League this season? Yeah. Uh, he's le- he's leaving Grealish, who was the most valuable player last season, uh, some way behind this this year. So uh, it does seem, as you say, like, like like a very good bet if you can get decent prices. So um, long may it continue. Uh, Jerry, do you want to kick off in Scotland? Yeah, I've got a couple of Scottish picks, James, this week. Um, the first one is Airdrie. Um, it's in League One in Scotland. Airdrie are away to Aloha Athletic. Allo Athletic had a good result last week. They get two goals in injury time away from home to the team that were sitting top of the league, Queen's Park, and so they actually won that 4-3. So, well done to Aloha. But Aloha have been very, very inconsistent. The last two home games, uh, they've had two reverses. They've lost 3-1 to Cove Rangers at home, and they've lost by another two-goal margin, 4-2 to Peterhead. So, as you can see, they're not the best at home recently. Um, Airdrie are the best team in the league on current form. Um, I flagged up on my Telegram channel with my members the other day there. They were sitting joint top of the league and there was about a 14 to 1. You could get some each way on that for them to win the league. So that price got hoovered up quite quickly. So Airdrie, I'm taking Airdrie basically because I'm kind of scratching my head a wee bit. They're 15 to 8 Airdrie um, to win this match. Although I've actually played against Rangers B team tonight and they're currently, it's almost finished and Rangers B team are beating Aloha at Aloha's home ground 3 2. So that's basically a Rangers team that's full of youngsters, albeit some uh, promising ones. But Airdrie, you can get Airdrie at 15 to 8. Um, and I just think that's a, a fantastic price for a team that's been going so well. The last eight games, they've won six, they've drawn one, and they've lost one. Um, so they're really worth following Airdrie over the, the coming weeks. Ian Murray's got them going, they're scoring plenty of goals. And. Um, you know, I quite fancy that one at the prices. Mother Scottish pick is a corners wager. It's um, Peter Head against Montrose. Um, Peter Head's games have I've seen ten point nine one corners this season. Montrose's ten point four five. So both these teams are really healthy to be involved with games that have lots of corners in them. The last time the the two of them met at Montrose. Montrose got eleven corners to Peter Head's two. So I'm expecting both teams to contribute here. Bet365 are offering over 10 corners in this match at 7-5. So um, I quite like that price for over 10 corners. See it being quite lively. It could go either way the game, but both these teams are great contributors for corners. Peterhead are averaging 5.55 corners per game and Montrose are averaging 6.45 
uh, corners per game, so expect that to go quite high for the corners. I think it's a nice price just to go over 10, and that's with Bet365. Thanks, mate. Uh, Tom, do you want to take us on a little European tour first? Uh, yeah, can do. Um, well, th- there's been a lot of um, fixtures in Europe this midweek, so there's still a couple to come on Thursday, and that includes Granada against Hetafe. And um, that means that Hetafe have two days fewer rest uh, when they welcome Espanyol. And I just think that Hetafe this season have been awful. I mean, it shows you just how good they did under Jose Bordelas, who who left and has gone to Valencia since then. Um, He got so much out of that team that didn't have much quality. And it was all about being ugly, being dirty, being horrible to play against. And, you know, that that got them into Europe at the end of the day. They were, they were in the Europa League uh, last season or the season before. But, yeah, th- this season it, it's been a, a real shambles for them. Um, I think they're sitting bottom at the minute. They're still yet to win. So they've lost eight of ten, drawn two, minus 13 goal difference. And you just look at, their game against Celta Vigo uh, the other night. I was watching that Monday night. And first half, not not much happened. But when they conceded the first goal, they just fell to bits. Um, conceded two within three minutes. And then uh, they had two players sent off in the game as well, which is uh, complete uh, Hetafe all over, really. I mean, they, they were one of the highest-carded teams. I think they were the highest-carded team in Europe. For about three years running under Bardalas, and it, it's kind of continued into this season, and that that's not going to be good for them because they're going to have to do without one of probably the best defender in Jenny, who got sent off, and uh, Chemer as well got sent off too. So they're going to be missing two two players who could have started. Uh, Jenny definitely would have started, and uh, up front, I just think they've got nothing at all. Uh, I think they've got Sandro Ramirez up front, who was at Everton, didn't really do much. He went to Valladolid and uh, was poor there as well. And on the bench, they've got Enes Unal, who, again, is a player who I think is more like a Segunda-level player. Um, they're, they're kind of having to play Adam Barry as a, as a kind of utility striker. And it's just not working. They're not scoring. Any flair players that they've got, they're not getting anything out of them because of the way that they play. And yeah, I cannot believe that they're favourites, let alone eleven to eight favourites, when they welcome Espanyol to Madrid. And um, yeah, everything here is pointing towards a, an Espanyol result. And I can't believe you can get them with a quarter goal start on the Asian handicap. So plus not point two five at around 19 to 20 or 1.94 with marathon bet. I think that's a a cracking bet. I I wouldn't be surprised if Espanyol go off as as favourites in this game. Um, So it's one of them that you want to get on early, I I think. And Espanyol have been really good, I think, this season. They've they've been hard to beat. They've only lost three games. Uh, They were against Atletico Madrid, which was a home game, which I watched. And Espanyol absolutely battered them. Atleti were awful. And they managed to get a late winner, the 98th minute, 
winner uh, from Thomas Lamar. But Espanyol deserved the win, let alone the point there. They lost away at Sevilla, which is no shame in that at all because Sevilla one of the best farm sides in Spain. Um, and they also lost against Mallorca, but they were down to 10 men there. Apart from that, they, they picked up results in every game. Um, one kind of issue, I guess, and it, I guess it is factored into the price, is that they'll have to do without the top scorer in Raul de Tomas. Um, used to play for Dio. He's, he's a player who ripped it up in Segunda. was a big part of them going up, but they've invested well of Espanyol, especially in the, in the attacking department. They've still got the likes of Sergi Dada and Mbaba, but they've got um, a lad called Landry Dimata, who was on the books at Wolfsburg, I believe, and um, he's a player that I really like, Belgium. Uh, he's not really been given a massive chance anywhere he's been. He might get a start here. Um, I think he can play in a one or a two up front, so he, he's kind of versatile, and they've got uh, Wu Le, who has been there since they were in the Primera before. And um, Lorde Modon as well from uh, Real Betis, who's got quite a few for them. So they've got plenty of options up front. Um, and I just think even if they score one goal, they might win this game because Atafe have absolutely nothing going forward. Um, no creativity, no goal threat at all. They've got a key defender out. And I think Espanyol have much better strength in depth. And that two days extra rest... I think it's going to be huge for them. So this is on Sunday. Espanyol played on Tuesday and Atafe play on Thursday. So uh, And it's an away game for Atafe in Granada, which is a big, big old trip down to Andalusia. So, yeah, this is this price is stupid. Um, I, I'd have Espanyol as slight favourites in this match. So to get them on side with a quarter goal handicap, on the Asian handicap, I should say, at 19 to 20, it is is gold, I think, because um, you're making money if they avoid defeat. So you'll get half stakes win if it's a draw. And if Espanyol do win, then you're getting a full stakes payout. Um, I don't expect that to last at all. So that's probably one of my naps of the uh, uh, of the weekend. Um, then my other bet is in France. Mets take on Saint-Étienne. And I like the look of both teams to score at 4-5 to five with William Hill. Uh, Mets are a team that I always like to kind of get on the score sheet. Um, I always think they're a bit big in the markets, but I can kind of tell why when you look at the defence. Uh, they've not kept a clean sheet yet this season. And they've got two pretty attacking wing-backs. And that, that kind of is good for them going forward, but it leaves them very open at the back. And uh, Lons took full advantage of that at the weekend, scoring four past them. And um, Saint-Étienne, on the other hand, I mean, if they'd have lost that game against Angers at the weekend, uh, that would have been it for Claude Puel, no doubt. But fair play to them. They showed decent grit and they they fought in and got a point from that, a late equaliser from uh, a debutant, I believe, in the centre-half. So they've They've got players who can score, even though they are bottom, they're still yet to win a San Etienne. Uh, so this is 19th versus 20th in in the standings. Two teams that have really struggled this season. They've conceded 25 and 26 apiece in 11 games. So they're not all there defensively. But they are averaging 
one of more goals per game. And yeah, I just think it's one where attacks are going to just uh, dominate over poor defences. I mean, a draw is not going to really suffice for either team. Even if San Etienne get a draw, I think that um, Puel might might be gone because they, they need to be doing better than they are at the minute. Um, but yeah, I think that Mets have some good players going forward. Fabian Santons, the right wing back, as I mentioned, real key outlet for them. Uh, Deep Reveal, who they got from Bordeaux, has been in decent enough form at the minute. And Papi Sar from midfield, always bombing on and getting into the box. So they've got goal threats. And Saint-Étienne um, have the likes of Wabi Kazri, who obviously played for Sunderland, real set-piece specialists. And they're, they're good in the air and they're good from set-pieces. So um, I, I like both teams to score here. I just can't trust either defence. So 4-5. to five. I think that one's on Sunday. Um, I'll take both teams to score there. Mets against Saint-Étienne. Thanks, Tom. Um, as a sort of someone that watches French football quite a bit, just want to get your opinion on where you think PSG are at the moment. Uh, watched them in the game against Marseille and, and was surprised to see how open they looked at the back and it didn't seem to click that well with Messi, Neymar uh, up front. Messi looked a bit lost. Any comments, thoughts? Yeah, I, f- I think that the the thing is like that they've not been great at all this season. But the seven points clear of second place Lons, and there, there's no real team who can get near them in in terms of that. So it it you you're gonna expect them to be quite open because they've got to show something to the fans to well Pochettino if they're not scoring three or four goals per game, he's gonna get slaughtered in the press. The I've been to France many a time and, and kind of followed a few French football programmes and media outlets and stuff like that. And they are much worse than English press when it comes to slating kind of the big guns. I mean, what they do to Solskjaer at the minute would be a kind of unheard of because, yeah, that there's so much pressure on them. Um, but, yeah, about Messi, that they're playing him on the right-hand side and... That's kind of where he played when he broke through at Barcelona kind of 15 years ago. So um, it's not his position anymore. They've got to play him centrally, I think, and maybe play Neymar and Mbappe either side. kind of. And then you can have them two kind of running in um, and behind the defensive, but, but just kind of let Messi just do what he wants. But yeah, he's not scored yet, I don't think, in, in Ligue 1. So, um, yeah, it... It's taking time for him to click, but I don't think he's really bothered about the domestic league. It's all about the Champions League for them. So, yeah, they've been poor, I think, but ultimately they've won nine of 11 games. They've only lost one, and they're on 28 points, and second-place lawns are on 21. So it doesn't really make a difference. But, yeah, I do expect them to improve because um, they, they have been pretty disappointing on the eye. Yeah, I was just looking at both teams to score. Uh, been keeping an eye on, on the odds mm. in the last few weeks. Yeah. Still can pick up about 1.9, 1. 1.95. 1. Uh, they're 1.92, I think, to, to the weekend. They only kept mm. four clean sheets in the 11 league matches. Um, yeah. For a side that is that good and dominates the ball that much, as you say, they throw them in Thor, they, you know, uh, they, they do leave themselves open a bit at the back. I say, I watched the Mar- Marseille game. They're probably lucky not to lose the match in the end uh, yeah. I know they went down to 10 men but uh, might be it might be an angle um, in the upcoming weeks if they continue to play as they are in, 
you know, and getting almost even money for the opposition to score uh, when the you know PSG are throwing men forward, it it, it, it might be something to have a look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll dive in. I've got a, a, an EFL bet, if if I may. Um, I'm going to take MK Dons to beat Crew at 1.90 with Unibet. Uh, Crew um, at home just won one game. Uh, they lost three, but the only win was to Burton. Uh, when Burton went down to 10 men, they only just narrowly won the, they won the game 2 0, but now on the XG 1.29 versus 1.1. They've now not won in seven games. They have picked up some decent away points at Rotherham and Plymouth. Um, but if you delve into those two games, Plymouth uh, won the XG 1.13 versus 0.69, and Rotherham won the XG 2.87 versus 1.1. In those two games, they conceded 24 shots to Plymouth. And 20 to Rotherham, so uh, maybe slightly fortunate to pick up uh, two away points there. Uh, they won the XG just twice at home. Burton, as I mentioned, and Morecambe when they uh, they won at 1.51 versus 1.42. Um, being quite fortunate to pick up other sort of you know points as well. They did draw two two with Cambridge, but were again completely outplayed and lost the XG quite comfortably. And the same at Ch- Cheltenham also uh, that they pick up a point there, but outplayed again. So it hasn't been great for Crew. If you look at the underlying data, I mean, I won't go through it, but they're generally 22nd, 24th, 22nd on the attacking. So that's the XG, XG ratio, goals scored, goals, you know, uh, shots, shots on target, etc. And the other end, uh, say the 22nd for XG conceded at 1.5 per game, 1.83 goals conceded, which is 22nd. And then they're 22nd for shots, 23rd for touches in the box and 20 for shots in the box. Uh, and they've got the fourth highest XG per shot conceded in the league. So what that means is for every shot they are con- they are conceding, uh, the XG goes up. The, qu- the better quality of those shots. Um, so they are quite porous. They don't they don't look great. And we've touched on this in the podcast before. The players they've lost over you know over the summer. Um, if you look at uh, Omar Beckles, 41 starts. Ryan Wintle, 43 starts. Kirk, 42 starts. Dale, 43 three starts. Pickering, 44. And parrying 24 starts. So, you know, you lose, uh, what's that, six players. With those amount of starts from last season, you are going to struggle. And obviously, Kirk, six goals. Dale, 11 goals. Lots of assists gone out of, that, out of there as well. Um, so they are going to struggle, I think. You know, they finished 11th in League One this season. But I think when you remove those quality players and don't replace them, you're always going to struggle. MK Dons, a um, little bit unsure of how they adapt to the Russell Martin leaving. But Liam Manning's come in. Uh, they look they look good. You know, the tactics haven't changed that much. They love passing the ball around. Um, uh, one just won two two away games all season. That may be reflecting the odds a little bit, but I have them the third best away side in my uh, you know in my rankings. Uh, they've beaten Wigan away, who are, you know uh, are considered one of the better sides. They've drawn at Ipswich. They drew at Bolton when Bolton were flying at the start of the season, uh, and their underlying performances are are, are decent. I think. Um, you know, they're second for XG away from home. They're second for goals, score 1.86. And the other st- sort of stats, they're, you know, fifth, third, fourth and sixth for the XG ratio, shots, shots in the box, et cetera, et cetera. Defensively, they're not too bad. Uh, fifth for XG conceded, um, second for shots, fifth, seventh for shots on target and second for shots in the box. So they should be able to contain a, a, a poor crew side. Um, so... I I'm quite happy to get behind MK Dons. I know they've had a few injuries recently. Uh, their captain Wood potentially could be back. Uh, a few players, uh, you know, have been unwell. 
Uh, Rathbone's been exhausted, but should be back in the side. Um, Matic's had a scan his ankle and looks to be, be clear. But going forward, um, Twine, who they signed from Swindon in the summer, looks a right player. Uh, six goals, a couple of assists. And they've got some really good players up top. Waters, Parrott, Issa. They've all scored goals at all different levels. Parrott's a bit younger, but he's coming in looking really good. Three goals and three assists. Um, I think they'll be far too strong for a very poor crew side. And I'm going to happy back them at 1.9 to win the game. Uh, second bet I'm going to take is Harrogate to score 1.5 goals or more. Um, Harrogate look a really good size to me. Um, the underlying data is 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 excellent. Um, going forward, um, only Bradford have a better uh, XG um, than, than Harrogate. I've got them fifth at home on expected points, fifth on the XG ratio. The score in six of the seven. They were poor against Stevenage, but you know we can put one one result to the size. The underlying statistics is brilliant. Uh, second for XG, first for goals scored, first for shots in the box, third for shots in 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 the box, first and shots on targets. Sorry, conceded. I do think Bristol Rovers might might actually can score. Harrogate are pretty poor at the back. Uh, they sit in the bottom four or five for shots, touches, shots in the box, and XG, um, and. and this is why it put me off Harrogate to win the match in over one and a half goals, which can get at 2.2, which is why I've just taken just Harrogate to score uh, two or more goals. Bristol Rovers, I think, I've mentioned before on the podcast, are a basket case. Unfortunately, Joey Barton's doing no favours. 18th on expected points away, 18th next year ratio. Only Scunny, Colchester, Rochdale have actually have a higher XG conceded on the road. Uh, defensively, they are appalling. Um, their, their underlying data is all sort of bottom four, no clean sheets in the road. They've conceded one point one and a half goals in three of the seven. But if you look at the sides they've played, uh, no respect to these sides, but Barrow, Hartlepool, Warsaw or Colchester have all scored, but only, sc- only scored one goal. They can see the two at Mansfield, who I know are struggling, but I do think will get better, four at Exeter and two at Bradford. So I think, you know, the side, the better sides of the division, Exeter and Bradford have comfortably scored a couple. Mansfield, I think, will get better have scored a couple. Colchester, Warsaw, Hartlepool and Barrow, I think, are, are not as good as a Harrogate side. So I'm quite comfortable here that Harrogate will score at least two goals. And you can back that at 1.91 with Skybet. Jerry, you got an NFL bet for us? Yeah, I'm going to the Premier League this week, guys. Um, going to keep it simple, relatively simple. Um, Liverpool um, are at home to Brighton. Um, I'm fancying Liverpool for over two and a half goals themselves, which is a, a shade of odds against 11 to 10 with Betfair. They're basically the equivalent of a week off for uh, the first team because in the Carabao Cup they've played the second string tonight um, against Preston. So, Likes of Salah, Jota, they'll all be well-rested. But, I mean, they took the foot off the gas after banging in those five early goals in 47, 48 minutes against Man United. So, they'll be really fresh. Um, a Brighton team that's just lost ship four goals against Man City. No wins in four. Don't get me wrong, Brighton don't usually get hammered away from home in the Premier League. But I just think they might be going to Liverpool at the, the wrong time here. Liverpool have scored exactly three goals in over half of their games this season. Seven times they've, they've hit exactly three goals in 13 matches. And I think they could they could do this quite comfortably against Brighton if they really want to. Um, they'll have the, the strongest team out with everybody having a nice rest um, this midweek. And I just fancy Liverpool strongly. That's going to be a strong bet for me this weekend, guys. Yeah, 
they looked very impressive against Man United, didn't they? Um, I know maybe Solskjaer didn't help himself with how they lined up, but uh, best side in best side in Europe at the moment. Would you agree, chaps? There must be thereabouts anyway. It's you know there's two or three teams that could vie for that, but certainly the goal power they've got in their team, Liverpool, you know, is you know, unquestionable. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think they look very good. Tom, what have you got up your sleeve for us? Yeah, two in the FL for me. They're both in League Two, actually. Um, and it's one of them, if it, if it's not Brock, etc. Um, when it comes to the mighty Bantams, I'm going to take both teams to score. Bradford City versus Forest Green this Saturday. I'll be at the game. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. I think it'll be a, a real cracker because best XG team at home in Bradford. Uh, they're currently on a 68% ratio, uh, creating 2.2 uh, XG4. They're conceding 1.01. Um, but I, I can say kind of with the eye test that we could have conceded more goals than we have done at home um, because we're very, very open in that regard. Derek Adams is a manager who um, we really got found out and uh, Hartlepool did a big job on us in the last home game. Fair play to Hartlepool. Um, they, they were excellent in that game. They've largely been poor away, but they turned it on for that. And, and there was so much, um, pardon my French, so much bollocks uh, in on Twitter and forums and stuff after that game. Uh, the first home loss of the season and people kind of questioning the manager. Uh, bearing in mind, we've got one of our be- better players out um, in Canavan. And Lee Angle as well. Um, but Canavan's back now. He's back in the fold. Uh, we look a much better team with him. I put a tweet out a while ago, actually, about our win percentage when he's in the team compared to when he's out of the team. Uh, he'll start here. He'll be the captain. And I do think that um, Bradford, I mean, that they, they were the outsiders in this match and they've come into favouritism, which is interesting. Um I think it's mainly based on the home data more than anything. And we, we actually beat Forest Green last season at home 4-1. Uh, we were excellent in that game. And I think if Forest Green come and try um play their game at us, I, I do actually fancy us to, to get a result, uh, even though they're top of the table. But yeah, if you just look at the straight-up expected goals table, Forest Green are top. Uh, 64%. Bradford a joint second, 60% ratio. So two really high quality teams. Um, despite what any Bradford fans will tell you, we're a much better team this season than we have been in the last kind of five years. A much, much better team. Much better team to watch. Uh, the, the kind of data's there. I guess it's a lot of frustration from fans uh, that we are dominating so much but not kind of putting teams to the side. I mean, we've, we've drawn against Barrow when we battered them. We absolutely battered Walsall and, and didn't uh, get the win there. Um, but that, that'll that kind of turn around. And we got a, a really good win away at Swindon. Uh, put up both teams to score last week on the pod in, in that game, which copped. And, yeah, it's a, I just think at home we're going to go for it. And Forest Green have been excellent this season. You know, real high-quality players with Matt, Jake Young, Stevens, uh, Nicky Cadden, who I think is probably one of the best players in the league, um, and Wilson on the other side. So, 
Uh, their wing-backs are going to be a threat, but that'll leave space. Uh, I expect Charles Vernon might come back into the starting side uh, to try kind of get, get in behind these wing-backs. And uh, it should be a really good game. Um, two teams that are putting up really good attacking numbers. And uh, Forest Green have scored in all but one away from home, I think. And Bradford have scored in every home game this season too. But both teams have scored in... Uh, six or seven Bradford home games the only one that wasn't was against Rochdale who missed a couple of sitters um, so yeah uh, Burton's score there looks like a cracking bet I expected it to be around 8 to 11 so you're getting 17 to 20 with Betway at the minute I expect that to kind of come in in the next couple of days um, and the other bet it's probably not the glamour tie of the weekend uh, Colchester against Scunthorpe uh, two, well, I think easily the two worst sides in this division so far this season. Um, just being awful. I mean, it's interesting that Colchester are actually 19th in the table. I thought they'd be 23rd and Scunthorpe would be 24th. Um, but I don't, I don't take too much interest in the table at this point in the season. I'm more bothered about the data and uh, both teams are right down there in terms of XG ratio. But I've been really disappointed with Colchester, especially because they signed some what looked like good quality players, but maybe didn't have the mentality. I won't go into all that again, but it's just a dynamic that I don't like at the club. And uh, they're conceding 1.62 XG per game, which is actually worse than Scunthorpe. I think it's the worst in the league. Yeah, it's the worst in the league. And uh, away from, uh, well, at home, they're the 23rd on that metric. And the only team worse than them is uh, Joey Barton's Bristol Rovers. So, yeah, they're, um, they're a team that I, I just don't rate at all. They lost against Sutton midweek. Um, I think that they, had, they might have had a red card in that, if I can remember rightly, too. So they, they've had a, an extra game midweek, Scunthorpe have had a week off. I, I don't mind Scunthorpe when they've got a fully fit squad. They have had plenty of injury issues. I, I think uh, Neil Cox has had a bit of a nightmare with all, all that and everything that's happened in the background. Um, the budget's kind of had to be slashed because they were losing money at quite a, quite a high rate by all accounts. But now they've got uh, Jake Scrimshaw who got on the score sheet last week against Crawley and Ryan Loft's back, which is huge. So if they're starting with them two up front, they've got much more of a goal threat. Uh, Beast in midfield, Devon Green's back in the fold as well. Um, I just think that they can get a result and Colchester are odds on to win this game, which I think is probably the biggest joke of a price this season. Um, I think it's a, a disgraceful price. And for that, I've just... Either lay them on the exchange, um, or in my case here, I'm just going to take Scunthorpe plus one on the normal handicap, if you will, or not plus 0.5 if you're going to do the Asian handicap. But the best price is with Skybet, weirdly. Um, plus one on the handicap for Scunthorpe away at Colchester. A uh, big win for Scunthorpe last week. Colchester in awful form. The data's awful. Uh, they're a better team away, I think. And, yeah, I, I just really want to get against them. And if you're getting Scunthorpe or the draw on side, full payout if they avoid defeat. Um, 
and they've kind of had a draw and a win in the last two. They've got key players back. I think they've got a better manager too. Um, yeah, I like that. I think even money's a, a great price. So, Scunthorpe plus one on the handicap at even money. And Bradford versus Forest Green, both teams to score. They're my two from the EFL this weekend. Thanks, Tom. And, you know, I've talked about Colchester enough over the last few weeks on the podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm fully supportive. I think there's something wrong there. Um, mm. Maybe Hay- Hayden Mullins isn't the answer. Maybe there's too many older, experienced players that are trying to undermine Hayden Mullins. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, I've got one last EFL bet, uh, and I'm going to go into League Two as well. Uh, Barrow versus Rochdale. I'm going to take both teams to score at 1.92 with with Marathon Bet. Uh, that may look a bit silly given that Barrow have got a 0.7 xG against at home, but both teams have landed in six of their seven home games and seven of their last eight. Um, going for Barrow look great. Uh, so underlying data is very strong. 1.37 xG, fifth highest in the division. Shots, shots on target, all that stuff look, looks looks really clever. Uh, they're scoring 13 or 14 games this season. Um, yet, they just keep conceding goals at home. Colchester, who Tommy just talked about, went there and scored three. Scunthorpe, another incredibly poor side, went there and scored. Bristol Rovers also struggling to have been there and scored. Um, so, you know, despite a very low XG, they are conceding goals, you know, every game, uh, and especially at home. And they play Rochdale that have started poorly, then done had, had three or four good results and maybe reverted back. But their goal, their, their way matches see 3.14 goals. Um, both teams have scored landing five of their seven away. Um, they drew nil-nil with Salford um, when they were pretty poor and they lost two-nil to Bradford. Um, but that day they actually generated 1.73 XG. So probably deserve to score at least once at Bradford. Um you look at the underlying data for Rochdale, they've got very high XG against per shot. So the chances they are allowing, again, have a very good chance of scoring. But on the flip side, uh, the XG they do create uh, per shot also are you know, one of the top, top four or five in the division. Um, so again, they, they should be able to, to get on the score sheet. Again, going forward, very, you know, very positive. Um, sort of top six or seven for all the attacking data. Defensively, woeful. Uh, 23rd at 1.7. XG against 18th for goals conceded at 1.57, 23rd for shots conceded, 16th for shots on target, and 24th for shots in the box. Um, they look particularly porous and they look a little bit devoid of ideas. Uh, I know there's been some sort of you know uh, club issues at Rochdale, etc. So uh, maybe not uh, the off-field issues having some impact, but uh, I think Rochdale will be good enough uh, to get on the score sheet, and Barrow definitely will. So. Um, not a lo- whole load of underlying data that points towards the game, but just raw statistics. Uh, they both like scoring. Both sides uh, struggle to keep the ball at the net. So both teams have scored 1.92 is my bet from League Two. Who wants to go first, boys, on your long shot? Maybe we should do Tom. Given, go on, oh, on you go, Tom. Yeah, on you go, Tom. Go on, Tom. He's, uh, he's, as he's leading the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's not really one I'm going to go into too much depth about but yeah it's going to the well again I mean who's going to be left back against Watford this week it's going to be Roman Perot the ex-Brest left back there's a player that I really liked in France last season Um, got plenty of assists plenty of shots as well 
Uh, so he might be a player to watch in the future for in the kind of shop markets. Um, but yeah, he he's been playing in a back four, and I think he he would prefer to probably play in a five um, and and be more advanced. Um, he's not actually picked up a, a card yet for Southampton. He has been a bit in and out of the side, um, but he's kind of data in terms of tackles and interceptions and fouls per game. He's kind of in the top six uh, for Southampton this season. But it's not really that that I'm bothered about. It's more that he's going to be up against his male star. Again, player is probably, he's the most foul player in the league now, I think, ahead of Zaha. Um, we landed this last week, obviously, with, with Dinier. Um, I mentioned the other players. So I think there's been six players who've been fa- uh, been carded against him this season. So you'd really expect kind of blind. It doesn't really matter who which player this is going to be, whether he's a dirty player, whether he's the nicest player ever. I mean, if the Dalai Lama was playing left back against Watford, I'd probably still be backing him for a card if he's bigger than three to one. So yeah, I'm more than happy to take the massive fifteen to two. With bet three six five on Roman Pedro to be carded, um, but I'm just going to chuck out a little bonus for you here. Um, I placed it myself earlier today. It's just something for a bit of fun, so don't don't go mad on it. But um, I always like to do like a tricksy, which is um, so you'll pick three players to be carded in different matches, and. Uh, You'll kind of put four bets on, so you'll cover the doubles as well as the treble. So if two of the players get carded, you'll be getting a nice payout. If four three get carded, then then you're in the money. And there's three players that I like, including Perro. So we'll take him as one. Uh, Pierre Lismelou, I should say, for for Norwich against Leeds. Um, he's a he's a player that I watched a bit for Nice last season. He was slow enough for the for the French League and he's been caught out time and time again in the Prem. Uh, one of the worst pieces of business is business, I think, this summer uh, in the Premier League just because he is a good player technically but he's just too slow, in my opinion, um, and was kind of a reject of a, a pretty poor Nice side. Um, he, he's been in the cards this season, picked up another last week. I think he's on three or four. Um, he's a decent price in that game and I'm going to take Joel Ward, Crystal Palace. Uh, they're against Manchester City. So, um, City on the left-hand side, presumably going to be Grealish. It's going to be Ford and drifting out there. And Joel Ward, the right-back, he was booked last week as well. Um, quite high for tackles, interceptions, fouls. Uh, he, he should have his hands full. Uh, I think that's fair to say. So, if you bang all of them in a tricksy, the... I mean, the treble pays 360 to 1. Um, so uh, if you had a, a £2.50 or whatever um, on each line and spend the tenner, if if two players get booked, you know, you're going to be looking at a really nice payout. And, you know, you've got a, a, a nice little long shot running for you there, even if only two land. But if all three land, uh, you're laughing. So it's just something that I've done myself just for a bit of fun for the weekend, summer to follow a big price, which we all love. Yeah, like that, like that. Jerry, what have you got? Um, long shots in the, the English Championship, guys. Um, it's, I believe it's a lunchtime kick-off on Saturday. 
Fulham against West Brom, a kind of top of the table battle, although Bournemouth sit proudly at the top of the league. But what's what's significant about these two teams on the XG guys, they're miles ahead of the rest. Mm. Um, all the all the overall XG metrics: one point nine six for Fulham expected goals, one point nine three for West Brom. And away from home, West Brom and you know Fulham, home or away, they're, they're the top two teams basically for XG. Um, Fulham's eight home games, they've won five of them, they've drawn one, they've lost one, so very strong at home. Mitrovic is scoring for fun, he's getting you know at least two goals most games at the moment. Um, God knows how many he's going to end up with this season if he keeps going at this rate. West Brom, nobody is, is great on, on a great run as Fulham recently. They've lost the last two away games, one at Stoke and one at Swansea. In fairness to West Brom, though, they're always good for a goal away from home. I think Stoke was the only one where they've drawn a blank this this season away from home in the, the Championship, so they're always good for a goal. So what I'm kind of looking at here, chaps, is um, Fulham to win the game, both teams to score, and over three goals in the match looks a healthy shout based on the XG of both these teams. You can get that with bet 365 um, at 6-1. West Brom have scored in six out of the last seven, so... Um, it's quite, um, I fancy quite strongly for both teams to go in the score sheet. Fulham, I think, are going to be the stronger of the two here. They're on a better run. And with the form that Mitrovic is in, I think they can nick this, this game. But I expect playing a goals in this, I think it should be a good a good watch at um, Saturday lunchtime. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Did, mate, did I miss one of your bets? Did I miss your EFL bet? Or, or, or was that... Have you no, I've already, I've already done the, the other EFL bet was Liverpool, sure. To get over two uh, and a half goals. Yes, yes, sorry. Apologies. Um, okay, so I, I was trying to research my long shot, uh, and um, there were sort of three that stuck out, and, and I, won't, I won't go in great detail all three. Uh, there's one I, that I've landed on, but the other two, just for reference, was Luke Armstrong to score two or more goals um, in the Harrogate game. Um, he's scored eight goals this season with no pens, second most shots on target, six of the shots, scored 15 and 31 for Hartlepool, and eight and 14 for Harrogate. Two goals against a very poor Bristol Rover side, 8.5, which I quite like to look off. Uh, and the other long shot that I didn't in end didn't take was Conor Gallagher to have a card uh, in the Palace Man City match. He's fifth for fouls in, in the division, uh, averages to 2.4 tackles per game and 2.4 fouls per game. Um, was also booked uh, for West Brom on loan last season when he faced Man City. Um, but the game I'm going to go for is Norwich versus Leeds. Uh, I'm going to take Leeds to score two or more goals, Leeds to win the match, and both teams to uh, pick up at least two cards each. Just going on the foul or the sort of the, the 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 cards first. Norwich have drawn the second most fouls, uh, surprisingly, in the league, and Leeds sit fourth. Uh, if you look at the Norwich cards over the last few games, three, three, two, three, one, two, and Leeds two, three, zero, three, two, two. So just a small sample, but both quite card heavy. Anthony Taylor's the ref, 3.75 cards uh, so far in his Premier League games. He did Man United, Liverpool, and obviously gave United uh, six yellows and a red. Uh, 50% of his games this season have seen at least both sides booked uh, at least one card uh, each. Uh, Norwich, they're just awful. Um, they've come up. Uh, they don't seem to have any belief in the club, in the management or the players that they're good enough to compete. I thought the game against Chelsea was was horrendous. Um, I think you have to accept, you know, that, that they were going to get beat against Chelsea, but at least try and make it competitive. 
Uh, I thought they just they just didn't they thought they get the game over and done with and move on. Um, it doesn't bode well. They've sold their best player to Villa. Uh, they haven't really replaced very well. Um, I, I I almost feel sorry for them, but I don't because I hope they they have fewer points than Derby did in their um, in their history making season when they got relegated with the fewest points in Premier League history. But I think Leeds are getting better. Um, Phillips played midweek. He'll be back. Um, Klitsch will be there. Rafinha is supposed to be fit, which makes a big difference. I know they're missing Bamford, um, but Leeds won't change how they play. They'll look to attack Norwich. And if it comes to a bit of a shootout, I think Leeds will have more quality than Norwich. For uh, me, Norwich are already relegated. They'll finish bottom. And Leeds, if they had, the, I mean, me and Tom were discussing this, you know, before the podcast. If they had their fully full strength side most weeks, they'd be a top half team. Um, I know as a yeah. as a Yorkshireman that that must hurt. <laughs> that must hurt a bad defence. <laughs> um, but Leeds, want, you know, Leeds are struggling at the moment. They're what they four fifth and bottom, something like that. They won't finish there. They 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 will be comfortably safe. Um, and I think you know they should be they should be too good to to beat a poor uh, Norwich side. So Leeds to win, Leeds to score two or more goals, and both sides to pick up two or more cards each is about six to one, and that is my long shot for this weekend. Anything else, chaps? Oh, that's about it, I think. Nah, yeah. I think we've covered plenty here, actually, this this episode. It's gone quite a while. So, yeah, plenty of decent bets, I think, shared that people can get involved in. It should be a good weekend. Yeah, as always, you know, we're running at a decent profit. Uh, you know, Tom's long shot last week certainly would have boosted boost the coffers. Certainly, I haven't had round to... to, to uh, to work out our return on investment, but I will do uh, ASAP and update it on Twitter so everyone can see exactly our profit and loss and how we're running. Um, but until next week, uh, enjoy your punting and speak soon.